Good afternoon on Wednesday, the 8th of December. What a crappy day yesterday for those sports picks. Holy crap, we did get 1-0 on NBA, and that one could have gone against us. The Nets were behind most of the game. They came back and won it, so that was nice. Uh, as opposed to college basketball, where it was, uh, we needed uh, USC minus 16 and a half. They were up by 16 at halftime. They were up by 20 plus with a few minutes to go, and they managed to not cover that. Oklahoma minus 10. They're up by 10 at halftime. So we had both those games really covered at halftime. And uh, Oklahoma State, not only they did stretch it out above the 10, it was uh, mid-double digits, I believe, but they managed to actually lose the game. DePaul was the winner going away. That was an easy winner. The other one should have been. Then Toledo, they had a nice little lead. They were a double-digit lead. They needed to win by four and a half, double-digit lead. And they managed to barely win the game, not covering the spread. So that was wonderful. And the hockey was quite the day. We had all those picks. You know, the streak came to a big thud. Been a lot of a lot of props in hockey for the whole season. And this month was definitely one of the better months. Uh, thudded to the ground there. We got lucky in the first one. We had the opposite of a bad beat. Somebody the the opponents had a bad beat on the Tampa Bay game. Need that one in regulation. They're down 2-1 to one late in the game. They tied up and then was, I don't know, I think it was under a minute, they actually scored another goal. So it actually won in regulation when I was thinking, okay, it's going to go to overtime. That's a lost bet, but it's under. We got the under 5.5, so that's okay. Had a same game parlay on it. That's okay. Uh, unfortunately, the karma turned right back around, slapped, slapped me in the face, slapped you in the face if you took the game. Uh and doubled down as well because we had uh, Toronto minus one and a half on the puck line, and they're up five to one into the third quarter, third period. I mean, excuse me, third period uh, up five to one. Well, they gave up one, five to two, and no big deal. They're probably letting up a little bit. Then it's five to three with, I think, about two minutes, two minutes, three minutes left. Okay, guys, button down here, no more garbage. The garbage goal probably should be for the good side of that bet, the Toronto side, because they're going to have empty net, essentially, with Columbus. On uh, a 60-minute regulation game, 59 minutes, 59.7 seconds into the game, less than a second left, Columbus gets a goal. I think it was 0.3 of a second left on the clock. Columbus brings it to within one, and the bet is lost. That is a bad beat, which more than covers the good karma that came from the Tampa Bay regulation win. That was that was not even, that's not right. There's nothing right about that when it happens. But hey, again, if you were betting on Columbus plus one and a half, which people shouldn't have been, that's a, usually one and a half, plus one and a half is so usually a bad use of your money. But if you did that, good on you. All right, and good for the Columbus fans. Blue Jacket fans should be happy about that one. Well, they didn't win the game, so how happy should they really be? It's just all around a crappy, crappy result. Columbus didn't win the game. Toronto won, but uh, anybody that was betting on the puck line was seriously disappointed. Let's get into this. Start over again here. So St. Joe and Penn will take St. Joe minus four and a half points, and Buffalo, Western Kentucky will take Buffalo minus one. Have a lean towards Wisconsin at the cold center, cold center against uh, Indiana. Enjoyed some games there. It's a nice place to watch a game. 
I've been in the box seats by some of the businesses. And, uh, you know, it's one of the tougher places to play in the country. I just don't want to bet in this game. I, I think Indiana's got some stuff, got some mojo this year. Uh, if I had to get, if I had to bet, I'm absolutely betting on Wisconsin, but I'm not going to bet. So we're going to move to the NBA. We'll take Milwaukee and Miami under 217 points. It's widely available to 16 and a half to 217. And then Dallas and Memphis. We'll take Memphis minus three. And lastly, we go to Portland and Golden State. We've got two picks in this game. We're going to go Golden State minus 14 and over 215.5. This is a candidate. I have not taken it, but I'm going to look strongly later after the podcast and later into the day uh, on a same-game parlay. I don't typically like same-game parlays in basketball because there's just too many points involved. The same-game parlays are great in the NFL where lines are tight, and they are great. I think they're great in hockey where you've got a very low-scoring game. Uh, they're proving to be great anyway, but we'll see. It's kind of a work in progress. You kind of work these things. You always got to stay on top of the, the betting market and see which angles you can make money at because if you stay the same, you're going to fall behind sooner or later. That makes sense to you. If, if if you're staying the same and other people are improving, you're falling behind. That makes more sense. So Golden State minus 14, over 215.5 as well. The over in Golden State. Uh, obviously, the same game probably we would take Golden State uh, to win, to have to win by less. And we've moved that number down to score above that number. I do believe there's some merit to that. But again, be very cautious when you're talking about these big numbers. Maybe you move that total down seven, eight points even, and it's only 199 points. That happens. The other side of the coin is Golden State's a high-scoring team. You do have uh, uh, Curry, Steph Curry, going for a couple records. Uh, he needs to he, – he would he, – I think it's 14. Is it 14 three-pointers uh, to break the all-time NBA record for three-pointers made? Now, that being said, uh, they're hyping it up for today. Can he hit 14 or 15? It might be 15, actually, to break the record. Can he hit 14 or 15 three-pointers in one game? Sure, he can. Is he going to? No. So let's stop, you know, talking about that. It's, I mean, it's, hey, good. It's good marketing. It's not happening today, though. Uh, as a matter of fact, he averages five and a half, five point six three pointers a game, and his total is uh, three point prop today is six and a half. You know, I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. So I'd lay off of that. I mean, yeah, they might feed him some more today to get that record, but it's not happening today. The record's not happening today. I think they would feed him more next game to get it. I think the next game is the one they do it at. I actually haven't even looked to see if that's a home game. It's a home game. Obviously, they want it to happen at home if they can. But um, And they're home tonight, but they're not scoring 15. He's not scoring 15 three-pointers today. So, I mean, whatever. Do what you need on that. I mean, if you feel like he's going to get fed today to get it at home, that's fine. But he's not getting 15 three-pointers today. It's just not going to happen. So forget about that in my book. Moving on to NHL. We're going to go with Colorado and the Rangers, New York Rangers, over six goals. 
Uh, I don't want to go on this side. Colorado's a wonderful team. They're, they're a strong team. The Rangers are on a roll. Been crushing everything. Um, and they're at home. I'm not playing on the side. I'm just going to go over the total. I'm going to assume that the Rangers are going to continue to score, which they did at will last night. Again, they didn't play last night, so they have the Colorado's uh, benefit of the rest. Um, but I think the Rangers are still going to score, and Colorado will as well. So high-scoring game. Probably eight goals, I think, to be honest with you. Maybe a five-to-three kind of thing. Um New Jersey and Philly. I don't have an opinion on it. I think Philly's woke up a little bit with their coach firing. They really put some points in the board in the last game, although they were playing a weak opponent. I don't want to touch that one. Boston and Vancouver. I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins, minus 135. They had some flu issues, um, but they're also getting Marchand back today after a suspension for biting an opponent. <laughs> I think it was biting an opponent. Uh, Mike Tyson is in hockey now, I guess. Uh <clears throat> Different skin tone, but uh, Bruins minus 135 against the inferior opponent in Vancouver. Vancouver is at home, but I do like Boston in this game. I would tend to take it under, but I think with Marsh, I think Brad Marchand might be on fire here to come back from suspension and do some things. So I'm not going to take the under. I'm just going with Boston. Finally, we have Dallas and Vegas. This is the same game parlay opportunity, by the way. You mix what you want. You could take Vegas to win and under seven and a half, or you could take Boston plus one and a half and under six and a half and still get some reasonable juice on that. But it's definitely a live same game parlay opportunity, and I'm in on it uh, with a mixture of some different variations there. Uh, Dallas and Vegas. So under five and a half. That's why I was saying under seven and a half or under six and a half. Because I'm going under five and a half for the game as it is straight up. I like the under. I don't. It's not a. It's not a slam dunk. I think it's three to two. I think it's three to two Vegas. Because I'm also taking Vegas minus one forty at home. Uh, there's a possibility it's four to one, three to one, three to zero, four to zero, five to zero. There's a lot of opportunities. As we know, I don't have to run through the opportunities. <laughs> Get under five and a half. There's a lot of ways to do it. Vegas is a powerful team. They're getting their guys healthy. I definitely like Vegas to win. I like that more than the under. So if you're going to take only one, take the take the Vegas side. Or if you're going to stress one side of a same game parlay, you know, move that total up a little higher than the side because it's a it's I believe it's a strong Vegas side here versus Dallas on the road. Dallas is uh, Vegas is showing some real defensive uh, chops here. There, and it's not just keeping it. It actually it's above just the goalie keeping the puck out. It's the uh, the team keeping shots down. They're they're not allowing as many shots as they had been. So they're they're firing right now. So that's a good bet. Um, props. I'd say uh, on the Vegas game. Let's look at that one. Vegas. So uh, Mark Stone. Uh, yeah, he. he you got to give you got to give him an assist today. He's gonna he's gonna get an assist today. And uh, Max Pacioretty. Best bet on him would probably be to go over his shot total. 
shots on goal. And uh, let's do one for the opponents. Let's see if Dallas has got anything. Don't remember anymore what I picked on these. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Jason Robertson will have a point today. Uh, meaning an assist or a goal or more. And he's probably likely to have two if Dallas scores two goals. I think he will be involved in two different scoring plays, whether it's two assists or a goal and assist. If, if, they're, if they're scoring, I think you'll be involved today. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, and again, I, hey, I want to mention something I just came across. I was flipping through some things. I saw somebody talking about the true value of parlay. This is a straight-up parlay, the old-school parlay, not the same, just any old parlay. And uh, was trying to say that the best odds in a parlay are a three-team parlay. That's not it. That's not accurate. Uh, the best odds in a parlay come on a two-game parlay, but even that is all tricky. I've talked about this before in this podcast. The parlay payout is specifically just written into what it costs to now using the actual term parlay to parlay the winnings from bet one into bet two or take a three-team parlay into bet three. So in other words, if you bet $25, just use you know, 100, whatever. If you, if you bet $25 on team A, and let's just take the juice out of it just to make it simple, and you win, you, you win $25, now you have 50. And then that parlay is pricing in that you're going to bet all 50 on the next team. So then if you win that, then you win a a hundred. Okay. Um, and then three team. Now you're betting all 100 to win another hundred to get 200 total. Now the parlay is pricing in the juice. This is where we have to go take the juice into account. Minus 110 for that 25 and then minus 110 on 50 and then minus 110 on a hundred. So, you're paying, and again, we're going to round it here. You're paying two fifty and five and ten. Obviously, it's not exactly that, but you're paying seventeen dollars and fifty cents in juice if you bet a twenty-five dollar bet, a fifty-dollar bet, and a hundred-dollar bet. That's just priced into the parlay. That's how the parlays are priced. They're not really unfairly priced. That's just how it works. You're betting more progressively, and that's why parlays are generally bad. Is because you don't, you didn't necessarily mean to bet twenty-five on basket weaving state and then 50 on girl scout state and then 100 on boy scout union that's not what you meant to do you meant to bet 25 dollars in each or 100 dollars in each not 25 50 and 100 what you're really doing is saying i don't i don't have the bankroll right now to bet these three games i'm just going to bet them all at once that's not the right way to bet the if then bets that are no longer available that used to be available would be if i win basket weaving state I'm going to bet 25. I'm not betting all of it on the next game. I'm betting 25. And then if I win that, I'm going to bet 25 on the next one. It's allowing you to get the lines locked in and the bets locked in so you can go do what you want to do, out to the bars, go out hunting, whatever it is that you do, watch a game, and not have to worry about placing your bets because they're already placed, provided you win your first one. And you're not multiplying your risk times two and then times four. Again, I don't want to go into too deep in that, but then what I was getting at is this gentleman mentioned that the two-team parlay is the worst parlay to bet because it's 
true payout is four to one, and they only pay you two point six or whatever. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> your math is effed up. Okay, so the odds of winning two games, the odds. This is if you have no edge whatsoever and you're flipping a coin or throwing darts at the board or looking at the license plates and the cars that drive by outside. You have a 50% chance of winning game one and a 50% chance of winning game two. So 0.5 times 0.5 is 0.25. You have a one-quarter chance, one in four chance of winning a two-team parlay. He equates that to being a four-to-one odds. He's missing the math. You get your money back on the one that you win. So let's do this through. If it's true odds and it's one-to-four or four-to-one, uh, or, or let's back up and say what I talked about. It's You have a one-fourth chance. Think of a slice of pie. You have a one-fourth chance of winning, and three slices of that pie, a four-slice pie or pizza, one of those slices is the winner, and three of them are the losers. So you bet a parlay, $100 parlay, four days in a row. You lose 100 bucks on day one. You lose 100 bucks on day two. You lose 100 bucks on day three. You're down 100 bucks. On day four, you finally win at true to odds, and it pays three to one in true odds. You'd have $300 profit plus you keep your $100. So now you've been, you, you bet 100 and lost. Bet 100 and lost, you're down 200. Bet 100 and lost, you're down 300. Bet 101, bet 1300, kept your 100. You now have your 400 back for the four days betting. That's called true odds. It's not plus 400 or 4 to 1. It's the, the true payout would be 3 to 1. But of course, they have to price in the juice. They're not ripping you off. They're pricing in the juice because it's not, a, it's not an even money bet. It's minus 110. And then minus 110 of them. You see? So, again, the real reason why you don't play a parlay is not because the books are ripping you off. It's because you don't need to or don't did not want to bet twice as much on one game and four times as much on another. Okay? So, that's this. it's so much misinformation that's out there on these public. This is a public show that was, and I'm not going to mention when, when, where, why, or how. But, you know, if you're an expert at betting and you, and you profess to be professional at it, you better figure out simple odds. That was embarrassing to hear. And again, it was a simple mistake. And maybe he, I'll just give the benefit of the doubt, maybe it was misspoken. And again, it's just a simple matter of, yes, that number is right. You have one in four chance of winning a two-team parlay. That does not make the odds four to one. That makes the odds three to one. It's just that simple. And again, you're not getting three to one because they're they're going to charge you for the juice, and they should. Otherwise, why be, why why not bet all parlays if there's no house edge? Then, yeah, you still have a small chance of winning, but you just bet them every day, and then you'll win per the odds, one in four days on a two-team parlay, and you'll break even. And then that's where your edge comes in. If you're slightly better than a coin flip, you will win money. And there is no house edge if they're doing that. Anyway, I'm rambling on that. It just bothered me to hear a professional, a professed professional, talking about a two-team parlay allegedly supposed to be four to one, and they're paying you less than three. 
and saying that the three-team parlay is the best because the true odds are blank and blank and blank. Well, it's just not how it goes. So, anyway, enough of that. Best of luck with these picks back tomorrow.